Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Q the Boss. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. They call me Q the Boss. And we back, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I look forward to every single Sunday to get on this thing and talk to you. Yo, listen, before we even get this thing started, and to everyone on my live, I want to give you a, a beautiful round of applause. I want to give all my beautiful mothers, all my, my queens, I want to give them their flowers, black, white, Hispanic, and every other thing in between. I want to give you your flowers today because today is Mother's Day. And I want you to know that we value, we love, and we appreciate you mothers so much. And I want to give you a round of applause. Love the mothers because you would not be here without the mothers. Let's give the mothers a round of applause again. The ones that make it happen, right? The ones that sacrifice it, right? The ones that's... Let's just get, oh my God. I, you know, I'm, I'm very adamant about my mom. For those who don't, who don't know, I only grew up with my mom. And my mom is my everything. You know, um, she's become, in my later days, you know, she's, she's become my best friend. And I, and I trust her so much. We've gotten so close because I, like my mom has always been my biggest supporter. She's always been my biggest everything, you know. Let's run the flowers up for the mothers, ladies. Let's run the flowers up. Let's give the flowers to our mothers one more time. You know, um, I'm being honest with you. I get a little choked up talking about mothers because it's different when you come from a single mother. I come from a single mother. So I definitely feel extra about mine. You know, for those who are on this live right now, I pray that, you know, even if you don't have a mother, the world is all the ladies in the world. You should be feeling like they're your mother. And we should treat them like our mothers. And all the older, older men, we should treat them like our fathers, right? I'm just so blessed. Today, I got to see my mother and my grandmother today. You know, and, and it's amazing that I still have both. You know, I can still call either one, you know. And, and it's a big blessing. For those who still have their mothers, you know, let me give you your flowers and thank God, you know. You know, today, today's topic stems from that. You know, we're talking about experience being the best teacher. You know, we're going to get into some stories. And guys, I want you guys to engage today because today is more not just about the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, but it's more so about our women. You know, let's, let's give our women their flowers. One thing a lot of people that know me personally understand about Q, I'm not anti-man and I'm not anti-woman. I'm, I'm truth. I, I don't really care what, what's like between the battle of the sexes. I think it's gotten so blown out of proportion that everything is about Sex, 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 and masculine and feminine and alpha and beta. It's just like so much, right? And and I'm so over it because, you know, a lot of times we don't have the, the, the conversations we should have. You know, let's, let's give each other our flowers while we're still here. You know, I've noticed that a lot of people right now don't even take pride in the fact you can call your mother, the fact that you can call your father. You know, those are the things that matter more. You know, it's too many people fighting against each other. And this is very unhealthy. It is very unhealthy that the world is anti each other. And I'm not going to keep pushing this agenda or this narrative. I'm trying to bring unity. I'm trying to bring peace. I'm trying to bring love. 
You know, whatever happened to love? Whatever happened to respect? Whatever happened to integrity? You know, my ladies, I want you to notice on my live, and I'm going to say this proudly. You are not my enemy. You're my sister and I'm your brother. I want to love on you. And I want to help my sisters and my help my brothers love each other. I think a lot of people in the world are very psychologically uh, hurt. Or physically too. So sometimes we push out the wrong energy based on the way our traumas may have occurred. Sometimes we got to look at life and learn from the things that we've been through. There's too many people pushing bad na na narratives. That's the one thing I don't like about influences. And the truth of the matter is I happen to be an influencer myself, but I understand with power comes a lot of responsibilities. So many people don't even understand that. You know, with power comes responsibilities. Listen to that statement. But again, so many people don't really understand that, you know, God has given me a platform, but I don't want to push more negativity. Because I know who's giving me this platform. I know who's pushing this platform. And let me give everybody on my lives that support me religiously, I want to give you your flowers and tell you I appreciate, value, and respect you. Because y'all make this thing happen, right? Without y'all, there's no this. And this is the truth. I love the support. You know, for those who get on my live and run the likes up and that share my content and always saying, you Q, I love what you're saying. You know, don't get me wrong. We always going to have people who's going to get defensive. We all gonna, always going to have people who's going to feel away. But when, one thing I know and I understand, God knows my mission and he understands my, my goal. My goal is to unite, right? My goal is to bring together. My goal is not to push more negativity. And that's not my goal. I've never... You know, like, since I've learned to love myself, I doubt that I want to see others have more hate, more anger, more resentment towards each other. Ladies, we need to start loving each other. Men, we need to start loving each other. You know, that yesterday, I gave one of my guys a compliment. And I want to say this. I gave one of my guys a compliment. You know, when we were talking, I said to him, I just want you to know I'm proud of you. And he, he looked at me and was like, like, why? And I said, bro, you are a guy who didn't have a, when I met him, I'm being honest with you, he works in one of my stores, and I'm giving him his flowers right now on my life. I don't have to say his name. Once he hears this, he knows who I'm talking about. When I met him, he didn't have a bank account. He didn't have no savings account. He had no IRA. He had no stock account. He had no life insurance, right? At this time, you're talking about in his 30s. But I said to myself, rather than judge this man, right, won't I be an example for him? Won't I start helping him up? See, the problem is most of us automatically just judge. But me, being that I had the experience, I said, yo, you know what? Rather than judge this man, won't I help this man when I talk to him, right? Fast forward, he's been with me six years in, in, in one of my stores. Six years. He has, a, he has a bank account. He has a Roth IRA. He has a stock account. And not only that, he has life insurance. And I want to give this man his round of applause because I'm proud of him. And the reason why I'm proud of him because I know that he's learning things that he's never seen or done before. And I know it's challenging him because, again, it's like teaching someone another language. And, and the fact that he embraced his language change, I have to give him his flowers. And I just wanted him to know, and I'm saying this on my live, you know, I'm very proud of him. I'm very proud of him. You know, he got, he got more work to do, but I want, I want to just give him his flowers because he's definitely made a lot of strides and steps. And this is what we don't do.
We've been trained to believe that, you know, the person that has the experience should be the least Leslie talking. No, the person that has the experience should be the person doing the most talking. But here's the dilemma. The person that don't have the experience tend to do the most talking. Ultimately, not allowing himself or herself to grow or learn. In life, ladies and gentlemen, we have to be a teachers and we also have to be students. But I suggest that you be a student more than a teacher. Because if you're constantly being a teacher, that means it's time for you to change the environments that you're in. If you're constantly being a teacher, that means it's time to remove yourself from them old rooms. Right? Because at the end of the day, how are you learning if you're always teaching? Even the mentors have mentors. Right? Even, even the, 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 the valedictorian had a teacher. We have to understand in order to be a scholar, we have to be willing to make ourselves humble. But again, experience is the teacher. We have to learn from experience. In order for one of us or some of us to get to the next levels, we have to understand the value of experience. So my ladies and gentlemen on this live, there is nothing wrong with being uncomfortable. There is nothing wrong with it. The problem is when you're too comfortable. And a lot of times we tend to look at comfortability based on our perceptions of life. There is nothing wrong with being uncomfortable. But we say this a lot. You know, let me say this one more time. There's nothing wrong with being uncomfortable. The problem is when you're too comfortable. That's the dilemma. Your enemy is comfortability, right? It's like a war. On one side of the war is, is you, and the other side is your comfortability. Whatever you allow yourself to be comfortable at is ultimately where you're going to continue your results. But you have to be willing to make yourself excessively uncomfortable. Go into rooms that challenge you to think different. Go into rooms that's, that's asking you more questions. Right? Go into the rooms where you feel comfortable to raise your hand. I've noticed that a lot of people stop raising their hand in life. They stop raising their hands. And the reason why they stopped raising their hands is because either A, they became a know-it-all, or B, they got too scared to raise their hands. Look at life as a classroom, right? And when you were going in those classrooms, at times you were very uncomfortable to be intelligent. But I challenge someone today to, 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 be, to, 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 to show their intelligence. I challenge someone to show that they, they, don't, they don't know everything and they're willing to learn. That is the dopest thing. Experience happens to be the best teacher. But we don't want to hear that word experience. How do you grow, right, when you're not standing next to things that's allowing it? Watch this scenario, right? Watch the scenario, right? You take a seed. You plant the seed, right? You're watering a seed. You're letting sunlight hit the seed. See, the problem is you're not seeing nothing happening to that seed. So some of us will give up on that seed. Why? Because it doesn't happen on the surface level first. It's happening under the ground. But while it's happening under the ground, the problem is you're not seeing it. And while you're not seeing it, you're thinking nothing is happening. But in reality, it is. It's the patience game and the consistency. See, some of us won't be consistent, nor will we be patient. You're not patient. You're not going to see that seed eventually breaks the surface. And when that seed breaks the surface, it ultimately starts to grow. But you have to continuously be patient and continuously nurturing. That's the same thing as an idea. An idea is the seed. But you says, here's the problem. The seed is not growing fast enough for us. So you know what we do? We get discouraged. And when you get discouraged, you quit, you give up, and you submit. 
ultimately never allowing that seed to break the surface. This is a problem. We got to learn from experience, guys. It's the truth. Too many of us have quit on our dreams, our aspirations, and our goals. The goal is not unachievable. The problem is the goal is not achievable because you're not around people that's helping you achieve. I allow myself to only go around people who want the best for me. A guy said to me the other day, it's weird. I said, what? He complains about so many people not helping him in life. But yet and still, look how that, he doesn't see how he devalues himself. You keep talking about how many people don't want to help you, but you're not seeing that you're going around the people that don't want to help you. So who's really the problem? Who is really the problem? Is it the people that don't want to help him? Or is it B, the person that doesn't see that he needs to go around people who can help him? It's like taking a test and knowing you're about to fail because you don't want to go get extra help. Sometimes, again, let's look at this life as a classroom. Today, we're talking about a classroom because experience is the teacher. Today, we're in a classroom setting. And today, the teacher is experience. So on your chalkboard, it says, teacher, Mr. or Mrs. Experience. That's the teacher today. We're going to learn from that. How are we going to learn when we're not doing this anymore? Asking questions. Willing to listen to others. That's a major dilemma. I'm going to tell you something. How do I know that things are bad that I've never tried? Because someone told me previously that this is bad. I told a young guy the other day, he said, my dad was telling me about jail, but he's never been to jail. I said, chances are your dad don't have to go to jail to know what jail is. He said, why is that? I said, he knows enough people that told him what it is. So some things in life you don't have to go through bad. It's like we choose the worst roads and expect the greatest results. See, you've hit that pothole because of the fact that you keep going down the wrong trails. You hit that pothole because you keep going down the wrong roads. You hit that pothole because you chose the wrong highway. It's not the world. It's ourselves. We're in the classroom, and we're ignoring experience. Mr. and Mrs. Experience. We ignore them. Not listening to our elders. Not listening to the people that came before us. I'm going to tell somebody something on this live today, and I want somebody to hear this good, really, really good. A fool can teach you how not to be a fool so you can learn from a fool. But the problem is you see a fool and you think you can't learn anything from a fool. A fool can show you not to make the same decisions. The best thing in life is when you see where others have gone, if you choose to do the same thing, you'll ultimately get the same results. But here's the dilemma. Most people think they're special. They're exempt from life. I can do this, I can do that, and this won't happen to me. That's a foolish mentality. That's a sick mentality. Right? Because of, honestly, the experience is what you should be catering towards. The experience is what you should be learning from. The experience is what you should be listening to. How do one knows how to stay married if they're listening to people that haven't been married? How do one understand saving money when they're not listening to the money? Speaking of money, one guy said to me the other day, who do you listen to? I said, I listen to a lot of Jewish investors. He said, why? I said, because they tend to have a lot of money. So he said, if you tell me that they say Jewish people are very frugal with their money, right? Why am I wasting my money? That's the experience. 
The experience is the Jewish guys or the Jewish families are very frugal with their money. So why would I not be frugal if I expect to have money? Sometimes you have to scratch your head. There are a lot of things in life that we tend to ignore. There are a lot of things that we tend to ignore. We ignore them as if they don't exist, right? The company you keep in is real. Anybody that has a mentality of logic understands that. The company you keep is real. It is real. You know how you know it's real? And I'm going to show you how you know it's real. And everybody on my live, be honest, don't be this whole superficial fake thing. Let's call it what it is, right? If I'm hanging out with somebody, well, let's say a group of people. It happened to be, let's say, in a gang, right? Chances are most people are going to presume that I'm under a gang member. It's how the world operates, right? If I'm a fool and I'm standing next to very intelligent people, if I don't say a word, guess what you're going to assume? That I'm actually intelligent. That's how amazing the world is, right? You have to just be honest with yourself. If I'm a fool and I'm standing next to people that are known to be very, very, very intelligent, my whole group of friends are intelligent, chances are what's going to happen? People are going to presume I'm intelligent. But here's the dilemma. When you're smart, when you're not smart enough to see that, when you're the smartest person in your circle, you don't have a circle anymore, right? Because a circle is supposed to challenge you. You're never supposed to be the smartest person in the room. Again. We're in the classroom setting, right? It's the chalkboard. To my students that's on my live today, right? Everybody, we're a student today. What is the teacher name? Let's see if somebody's paying attention. Mr. and Mrs. what? Let's see if you're paying attention today. What is the teacher name for this classroom today? I'm going to wait till someone say something. What is the teacher name today? Let's see. I'm waiting. No one knows the teacher today? I said it three times. See, that's the problem. A lot of us don't pay attention. See? There you go. Experience. That's the teacher. I'm going to tell you something. Yes. When we get older, as we get older, you can't get so set in your ways. Experience don't have to factor age. There are some very wise young people that you can listen to. I learned the stock market from some very young guys. Very young. Right? And this is the truth. I've learned from these guys because I was willing to listen. I didn't put my age to trump them. See, this is the problem. A lot of us use our age to trump youth. Not understanding that that young guy might know something that you don't know. You ever thought about that? Again. We're in a classroom called life, right? And experience is the teacher. That young person that you may be looking at like, oh, they don't know nothing, you don't know what they've been through because a lot of people aren't the reflection of what they've been through. Sometimes in life when things get cleaned up, it don't look like what it used to look like. If you used to be a drug addict, chances are you don't look like a drug addict no more because the word is you used to be. So sometimes you don't look like what you've been through. But we still look at people and we summarize them based on what we presume them to be. That's a major dilemma. 
You're going to lose on a lot of great relationships and meeting a lot of great people when you're always assuming about people. Let's stop assuming. Let's make things facts. One of the biggest facts that we can take on life, let somebody give me a fact. Life is not, look, an opinion and a fact is two different things. An opinion and facts are two different things, right? A fact is undeniably the truth. An opinion is what I presume to be the truth, right? So let's ask this question. What is the difference between an opinion and a fact? Well, here's the thing. We've made our opinion the fact. That's the sad part. And this is what a lot of us don't see. Experience is the best teacher. Experience. A lot of us will wave off a person's experience, ultimately telling us, telling how we feel. See, the world now today is about feelings and opinion. It's the whole world. In a nutshell, the world is all about feelings and opinion. Your feelings and opinion don't trump experience at all. It could never. Because your opinion will always be an opinion based on your perception of life. It's just what it is. If I'm more attracted to a certain type of woman, automatically the woman that don't look like what I'm attracted to automatically is going to get a lower grade. Why is that? Because that's my perception and that's my opinion. That's my preference. That don't make her look better than the other girl, but it's my preference. That's how opinion works. Now I date a girl that looked like what I wanted. She hurts my feelings and ultimately now I don't like girls that look like that no more. That's how easily your opinion can be swayed. But a fact is a fact. A fact don't change. A fact remains no matter what. It stands undeniable. A fact that I can say right now on this live is a person that's hanging out with successful people, chances are he's on his way or she's on her way to being successful. Especially if she's around those people and they're challenging that person to be greater. That's a fact. Fact is so called. Yeah, so like, like I said, guys, we got we to gotta be honest with ourselves and understand what's the dilemma. What's the dilemma? You know, we have these conversations all the time, but we don't talk about the right things. We don't talk about the right things. You know, like I said, until we learn how to normalize having successful conversations, we'll never be successful. We get intimidated by a lot of people's success. I'm going to tell you something. One day I was talking to a good friend of mine, very successful guy. I'm not even going to put a color on him because I know black sets are successful. I know Hispanics are successful. I know a lot of different multiple facets, different people who are doing really well. But anyway, this particular guy, as we were talking, him and his wife, and we were having a conversation. He said to me, uh, you know what, three months, I'm a, I'm a, you know, this is a, it was in the wintertime. He said he's about to leave. As the snow was about to come, he wanted to leave. He's going to go to his hotter climate house and stay at his house. In most settings, that person saying that, oh, he's bragging or they're bragging. They're not bragging. They're just telling their life. See, here's the problem. When you hear other people's accomplishments and they don't motivate you, it means you're a hater. Haters only get inferior to someone else's success. That's why it's a hater. To be jealous, inferior, insecurities. That's a hater. I looked at that person and said, wow, 
So you telling me you're going to go for the whole winter to your, your summer house? Say yes. I said, wow. I got inspired. Ultimately, now I'm in a position now where I'm about to buy my vacation home. And the reason being is because I got inspired. Years ago, a guy I know very well, we were in my shop. And at the time, I had bad credit. And this is me being honest and transparent with my guys. I had bad credit. I didn't have bad credit because of the fact that I owed a ton of money. I had bad credit because I, didn't, I just ignored it, right? And this is the experience. The older person that was in the room who had great credit, actually almost a 900 credit score, was telling me how to have, a good, how to have good credit. Here I am, the guy with bad credit, trying to talk about some, what I should do with my credit. Rather than listening to the person, I try to be the teacher. Ain't that, ain't that a proper, ain't that crazy? Right? But in my mind, how I felt and what my opinion was trumped his experience. He already has the platinum visas. He already has homes. He already has all of these things. But for me, I wanted to be the teacher because I was insecure. So I did not want to allow that person to make me feel little by telling me what I should be doing. And I've seen this happen too many times. So now sitting back in the room, listening to this guy, telling me, yo, you, you, you know, you should go get, you should get an Air Max. You should work on your credit so you can get an Air Max, da 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 for your business. And, and I'm listening to him, you know, part of me is feeling very uncomfortable. And I'm like, you know what? I can't do that. I already admitted defeat without any effort. A lot of us admit defeat without effort. Asking myself now, why would I even think like that? It's because of the fact that I admitted to myself I wasn't willing to put in the work. So it wasn't that it wasn't feasible. It wasn't that it wasn't accomplishable. It was the fact that I knew I didn't want to put in any work. And that's a conversation you should have with yourself. Sometimes things in life aren't accomplishable because of the fact that you're not willing to put in the work to get there. You're in a car. You're sitting there waiting for the car to drive you to a location. Listen, your car is older. It is not a new car. It is not self-driving. You're going to have to drive yourself to success, right? The other day I said a statement, and it, this bothers me. And I want everybody on my live to hear this, right? This is the hater. The hater is the person who has a mission given to them. Here's the mission. Walk 100 miles barefoot in sand, right? They don't want to do it. But they want the same results as a person that's willing to walk 100 miles in, on glass, barefoot, but they want the same results. Look at the craziness. Where does that even make sense? You're not willing to do what this person is willing to do, but you still want the same things. Man, it, listen, social media has captured too many minds to believe nastiness, foolishness. It's not true. And why isn't it true? Because of the fact that it's not even making sense. Again, a person that's not even willing to work, to walk 100 miles on sand barefoot in the summer, want the same results as a person that's willing to walk 250 miles barefoot on glass. But you want the same results. Experience. So now I'm looking back, right? 
to see what it what, what it is now. To 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 looking at this guy as he was sitting in my 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 shop talking to me, and I said, you know what? I'm being weak. Why am I being weak? Because of the fact that I'm not even trying to challenge myself. Like just because I already made reservations in my mind that this guy is lucky. I made reservations in my mind that he's blessed and I'm not. I made reservations in my mind like, oh, he didn't go through the same struggle. So what I did was I moved the goalposts and I made myself that he didn't have the same results or he has better results than me because he comes from a harder life. I mean, an easier life. That's what I did. And that's what a lot of people do. They don't look at a person and say, wait, their starting point and my starting point ain't the same, but I'm willing to work harder to catch up to them. That's the logic. But again, we're going to create the false narrative. Here's the false narrative. You're lucky. You're blessed. You know, God has always given you, and I'm the, I'm the unlucky, and I'm the unblessed. I'm going to tell you something about luck. This is my definition of luck. And I want y'all to hear this really well. To me, luck is preparation meeting opportunity and monetizing on the opportunity ultimately creating luck. Watch this. Every day I go to a park and I heard that an a NBA basketball coach is there. I go there every single day and train, right? Trying to get, get his attention. It's preparing for the opportunity, ultimately getting the luck because the opportunity met the preparation. That's all luck is. People have created luck to be some whole substantial, some significant thing. Luck is opportunity meeting preparation or preparation meeting opportunity. Preparing yourself for the opportunity. That's how you create luck. There's no such thing. Because how could someone monetize on something called luck if they didn't even prepare the mind to? If I wasn't good at basketball, meaning I wasn't preparing for the opportunity, how could I get some great results? Right? And this is, this, is, this is what we do. We always talk about the things that don't matter. Right? And, and I told myself, look, I don't think I could do it. Right? I don't think I could do it. So one day I said, you know what? I'm going to work on my credit. And this, and this is the crazy part. After I saw this guy's Amex and I got motivated by it, I went home, me and my older brother got into an argument. And my older brother brought me back down from cloud, from cloud nine to cloud zero. He said, you know what's funny? You don't even want to fix your credit. You don't want to do these things, but yet still you believe you're this super businessman, right? And this is how he talked to me. He made me feel so little. See, the one thing I've learned how to do is I don't get mad at truth anymore. I've noticed that if I'm being lazy and someone call me lazy, I'll eat it. If I know I'm not being my better self and someone tells me about it, I'll, I'll, I'll own it. In order to fix something, you got to own it. And, and that was my problem before. Previously, you couldn't tell me anything about me. So as my brother started telling me about myself, I started listening. I said, you know what? I seen this Platinum MX card this guy has. I said, I want that. And then I saw... My brother telling me that, yo, you should need to fix your credit. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. There's a parable, right? There was a guy. Listen to this story. There was a guy who said, God, I wish you would help me. I wish you would help me, right? There was a, a bad flooding coming, right? 
So the police car came and said, hey, jump in the police car. We're going to get you out of the city because the city's about to flood. The guy said, nah, 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 I'm going to stay here. God's going to help me. Right? All of a sudden, the, the house flooded. The guy gets to the middle level of the, the house, right? A boat comes and knocks on the window and said, hey, let's get you out of this house because this house is going to flood. Second time, the guy says, nah, 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 nah. God got me. All of a sudden, the house floods. The guy go climb on top of the roof. A helicopter comes, right? Helicopter comes to come down to him and say, hey, get in the helicopter. We can take you to safety. You know what he says? Nah, 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 nah. God got me. Ultimately, the guy died. And the reason why the guy died, because God gave him three opportunities to save himself. But sometimes the things that we don't see as blessings, we, don't, we ignore it because it don't look the way we want it to look like. Sometimes God will use somebody to give you a message, but you don't want to hear it. He gave him three opportunities to save himself. He didn't want to do it because the blessing didn't look like what he wanted to look like. That's a major dilemma. He didn't see that. And that's what a lot of people do. We don't see that when God gives us blessings, it don't always look like what we want it to look like. But it's going to get us to the same destination. That man would have been alive if he, he would have realized and listened. Experience. Experience. We're in a classroom today, ladies and gentlemen. Right? First day of class. Blackboard says, welcome to class of life. Teacher or professor, Mr. and Mrs. Experience. We got to learn from others' experience. We got to get out of our feelings. We got to stop hibernating on our thoughts. A lot of us are still hibernating on our thoughts. Your thoughts won't manifest just because you think you're a good person. There's tons of people that are good people that don't have great results. Look at the experience. There are great quotes that a lot of us have inherited, but we don't even listen to them. We don't listen to them. My favorite quote I think of all time is, who don't hear will feel. That's, that's one of my greatest ever, ever told to me. Who don't hear will feel. Listen to what that means. If you don't hear, you're going to feel the results. So sometimes in life, you got to be willing to clean your ears. I think someone needs a Q-tip right now to start cleaning out their ears so they can listen better. Because a lot of us still don't, hypothetically don't think that it's going to be us until it's us. And this is the truth. Why? Because we're special. The world is going to protect me. I'm a great person. Again. There are some very unsuccessful health, good people. And this is how you know the world is not fair. Healthy people die every day. Healthy people die every day. So just because you see somebody die don't mean they were unhealthy. They were unfit. That's not true. That's just life. Because believe you me, if most people understood that guaranteed that, I, that if I can... Uh, work on my health, I'm going to get more time on life. It doesn't necessarily mean that. But we pray that it does. We pray that if we do get sick, we can fight off anything we have, right? That's why we look at health. Because health is wealth. Let's just call it what it is. Your wealth is your health. So the guy said to me, you know, months later, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get that card. And that was my goal. And, and, and here's the logic. I wanted to I wanted to use his story or his motivation 
to inspire me. So I said, you know, I'm talking about, listen, I'm not going to be ashamed of this. I'm going to say this on my live. I was a guy that used to have about a, maybe like a low fives credit score. My score was like a low fives, like low, low fives. I would say like a 505, 510. That was my credit score. And if I showed you what was on my credit report, it didn't even make sense for me to be ignoring it so bad. Sometimes people have bad credit because of the fact that they're not even acknowledging seeing what's going on. Some of the things that you're in delinquency with is superseded its time where it could actually be removed off your credit report. And this is the truth, right? So guys, this guy, after I seen this card, I was like, yo, I want this card. This is how you get experience motivating you. I said, I want this card. I'm going to work on my credit. I'm going to work on everything. I remember the day I got sent the link. And the person was like, yo, you should apply for it. I was like, I don't know. They're going to deny me. And, I, and at the time, I had good credit now. I said, I'm scared. I said, I'm scared. Finally, I decided to do it. I said, you know what? I'm going to apply for it. Right? Because it's an, an, an invite thing. I had to be invited. So I, I did it, filled it out. Come to find out, I get accepted. I was like, wow. Wow. You see how life operates, right? You can be inspired and motivated by people in your life every day. If this man has never came in my life, I don't think I would have been as inspired. I, and if my brother didn't say what he said to me, I don't think I would have believed that I could achieve it, right? So sometimes in life, the people that you criticize and get mad at the fact that they're challenging you is because they see greatness in you. So this man inspired me. My brother inspired me so much that I said, I'm going to fix my credit. Something as small as that. It's weird because my brother at the time was in the streets but still had a great credit score. Me, a businessman who was not in the streets, had a horrible, poor credit score. And the reason being is because I kept neglecting it. I kept thinking that it would fix itself. In life, things don't fix themselves. You have to fix it. And if you're still sitting around waiting for things to be fixed that you got to fix, Keep waiting because it ain't never going to happen. Let me guess, you're going to keep waiting, right? Who's going to tell you that? Who's going to tell you that, that, that you're, you're doing wrong? Someone that cares about you. Who's going to tell you that you need to fix your life? Someone that cares about you. Who's going to tell you that you're making poor decisions? Someone that cares about you. Who's going to tell you, like, girl, I don't think you should talk to that guy? Someone that cares about you. Who do you think going to tell you, yo, bro, I don't think you should talk to that girl? Someone that cares about you. But in 2023, the person that tells you the truth is considered a hater. Who's created this narrative? A hater is not one who tells you the truth. That's not a hater. The person that's telling you the truth may hate the fact that you're losing. They may hate the fact that your life is not coming full circle. I wonder why. Because that person may care about you. But as I said, as I sit back down looking back, I got inspired by this guy. Very experienced man. But my willingness to learn from him ultimately opened up new doors for me. Right? So this card, this is the card I always wanted. Right? This, this is the card. I always wanted this card. As you can see, my name is on it. Empowered Dynasty is my company. Right? This is my card. I always wanted this card. People look at this card like, oh, you're bragging, you're showing off. No, this is what I wanted. I got inspired by someone else having it. I didn't get jealous. I didn't get insecure. I worked my behind off to get it. I had to fix my credit from a 505. 
And I embraced the challenge. And why did I embrace the challenge? Because I said, you know what? At the end of the day, I don't want to be considered the, 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 the stereotype. I want you to get this. I don't want to be the, the stereotype. Right? I didn't want to be the guy they say, hey, all black men have bad credit. I didn't want to be that stereotype. Right? I didn't want to be the stereotype that black men don't take care of their children. Right? I didn't want to be that stereotype. I didn't want to be the stereotype that black men don't know how to save and we, we waste our money on, on clothes and jewelry and shoes and things like that. I didn't want to be that guy. And the reason why I didn't want to be that guy because I do know a lot of men that do do it, whether they black, white, or blue, or green. See, sometimes we generalize people. And when you generalize people, you, put, you give a, only a stigma to certain people but not see that every culture makes same poor decisions. When you're around enough whites, you'll see a lot of flaws that they have. When you're around blacks, you're automatically going to see the flaws they have. If you're around Hispanics, you're going to see the same level of flaws. But the problem is if you overly indulge on one culture, you're going to always see that this culture is always wrong because you spend more energy observing this culture. And that's the truth. Every culture has problems. Every culture has divorce problems. Every culture has financial problems. Because I wonder why. Is a teaching. Is a teaching. We don't learn that life is about a teaching and growing from the teachers that's in the classroom teaching us the nice things, the things that matter. See, we go into the school, which programs you to be a robot. Let's call it what it is, right? Schools program you to be a robot. I'm going to say what it is. Anybody feel away? I don't really care. Don't get me wrong. You can learn some things in school, but most schools teach you how to be a robot. How to be a bare minimal person. Because the things that matter, schools don't teach it. What school you know, I've, I've seen it in a Jewish synagogue. I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen it at a Hebrew school. Teaching credit. Right? Teaching you about investing. Teaching you economics. Teaching you business. Teaching you how to save. These are the things that, as, as, as kids, we should be taught. It should be mandated in our school systems. Because this is why so many of us are struggling economically in our adult years because we were never taught in our child years. See, when you build bad rapport and bad habits, it automatically follows you into your adult years. A lot of people have gravitated towards their bad habits because this is all they know. I've been taught this. Experience. It's not there. We're not teaching the things that matter. Right? We're going to teach you the things that don't matter. Why? Because someone benefits off the things that we do that don't matter. There are more people that are compelled to buy an, a, a, a liability than an asset. There are more people. They believe that as long as I look rich with all my liabilities, that makes me rich, which is not true. But this is a teaching. Who's teaching this narrative? And I ask you guys all live, who's teaching us to think like, if I, if I drive a Mercedes and, and, and I'm, I'm struggling, I'm winning? Who taught this? Who taught this? If I have a nice car and I live in the projects, I'm winning. Who's taught this? Who's taught this? Right? If, if I, I have a child and me and, me and the mother are at war with each other, it's normal. Who taught this? That is one of the most unhealthiest things in life. Who taught this? Who? Right? This is what we allowed ourselves to indoctrinate our culture into. Guys, the culture right now is about separation. 
The culture right now is about fighting against men and women. The culture right now is living your fake best life. That's what the culture is. The culture right now is who can show up the most on social media but have absolutely nothing to show for it. I always ask the influencers, go live in your living situation. I don't want to see how you live. I don't want to see your, your fake make-believe uh, Airbnbs no more because I know it's not true. But again, the impressionable minds believe that there's a such thing as instant gratification. The best success in life is delayed gratification. It's planting the seeds, right? And that's the issue. I was a guy who had a very negative mind, very negative. But I didn't realize how negative my mind was because I was around people who were also negative. So basically, when you take yourself and you put yourself around negative people and you're negative, you automatically blindfold yourself to all your negativity. So what happens to a negative person that's around negative people, it becomes a competition of who's the most negative, right? Misery loves company. So the same aspect works for the positive. If you want to be positive, if you alleviate yourself from the negative rooms and put yourself in positive spaces where people will talk about positivity, you ultimately will get better results. We sit down with people that don't care or value life and then we want to change them, not seeing that we're not becoming our better selves because we're wasting too much time on trying to make someone someone that they don't want to be. Someone can't tell me they want to be great when they're sitting on their behind every day. That don't even make sense. But you're going to complain because you care about the person. Sometimes in life, you got to care about a person enough where you got to allow them to be who they are. That's true love, right? I get it, they have the potential. But I'm too old to be trying to fight somebody for their potential who don't want to learn, who don't want to grow who don't see that your words can be the, the greatest teaching. I'll give you a scenario. One of the guys come in my shop the other day, and I'm an African uh, stock trader. I buy a lot of stocks, right? I believe in stocks heavy because what, what, what people don't understand about stocks is this, and I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just saying from my experience. I like stocks because stocks, stocks allow me to buy into great companies. So every time you buy a stock, you're buying an asset, right? and equity into a company, right? Would you agree with that, Dre? That's what a stock is. You're buying equity into a company that's considered an asset because it's an investment. You can show your stock portfolio as, to get loans because they see that you have the assets to back it. That's how you know that stocks are legit because it's considered an asset. So that means if, if I can show my stock portfolio to get a loan, that means it's considerably an asset. And that's what we don't understand. And this is the dilemma that we don't, we're not taught. So for me, I wanted to get into stocks. I said, how do I learn stocks? I've never was taught it. Never heard nothing about stocks. Didn't know anything about stocks. The only thing I knew about stocks is someone told me that they know somebody that lost a lot of money in the stocks. So finally, this is what I do to people now. There's always that one person that has something negative to say about anything you say you're going to do. This is how you do it. Oh, Q, I wouldn't get into stocks if I was you. Why? Oh, I know somebody lost a lot of money. Give me that person's phone number. Let me ask them what they did wrong. The moment I did that, oh, I, I don't remember who said that. I go to cap. See, a lot of us regurgitate the negative information because a lot of us are teaching the negative information. So when you're in a classroom, you're taking notes on negative information. Again, let me say that one more time. The person I asked about getting into stocks scared me away from getting into stocks. Why? Because they told me, 
oh, if I was you, I wouldn't do that. I said, why? They said, because I know someone that lost a lot of money in the stock market. I said, what is their name? Let me get their phone number. The moment I asked for the phone number, now this person became mysterious. A lot of things that we tell is mysterious. They're like folklore, right? It's a story of folklore. A lot of us tell folklores on life. Only scaring you away from achieving or going towards your goals. Because when I ask the person for the person's number, now all of a sudden they don't know who. But you know somebody that lost so much money in the stock market, but you can't give me a number? Wow. That don't even make sense. So what happens in life is people will scare you out of doing anything that they're scared of doing. You cannot go to someone who don't think like an investor and talk to them about investing. You can't go to someone that don't save and talk about saving. You can't go to someone that understands and they're worried about their 401k and retirement and pensions and these guys are talking about living their best life. These are two different conversations. It's just what it is. You have to understand that in life. You can't be having a conversation with someone that don't even speak the same language as where you are today. Your mentality and mentality can't even cohabitate because y'all don't think the same. This is the problem. You want great results, but you don't want to get around people who are actually having the greater conversations. Let's talk about the things that matter. Let's sit in this classroom today and understand that we are the decisions we make. I don't think we should be Right, right. Now we, you know, your, your disciplinary action is, I will not listen. This is your, this is your disciplinary action today. I want everybody to do this. I will not listen to no one who doesn't have the results that I want anymore. I want everybody to write it down on there. Raise your hand if you agree with me. I will not listen to anyone anymore who don't have the results of what I want. Right? I'm just going to raise their hand. Raise your hand if you agree with me. I will not listen to anyone anymore who don't have the results of what I want. Right? I got one person. Anthony, let's go. I got another person. Miss E, let's go. Dre raised his hand. Let's go. Miss Better raised her hand. Right? And the reason being is when you keep allowing people to basically tell you things that they're not doing, ultimately it tricks you out of doing something that you could be doing. Let me go back to what I was saying. Right, Crystal raising her hand. That when I was talking to the guy about the stock market, he said to me, yo, I want to be... No, no, he started telling us about how much stock, like basically how to invest in stocks. Then something just said to me, question him. Guys, if someone's willing to volunteer things, question him. The more I started listening to him, the more I can see it was too many holes in what he was saying. Because you have to study what you want. The best people that get the test on, in, in life are the ones that go home and study. Would you agree? So how can you learn how to be successful if you're not studying successful people? How are you going to be great around people who don't think great? See, we get the test, right? And a lot of times I hate to say this with social media, with YouTube, with books, with all of these things, right? Life is literally an open book exam. It's an open book exam. It's not like back in the days where you had a, you couldn't see people's personal lives. You could see people's personal lives. You could literally sit down and Google how, what does Elon Musk eat for breakfast, and it will tell you. That's how crazy the world is. But I don't want to know what Elon Musk uh, uh, eat for breakfast. I want to know what is Elon Musk's next investment. We got to acknowledge there are scholars as far as investing. 
There is somebody, I give out this, he's my virtual mentor. His name is Warren Buffett. Right? Warren Buffett is my virtual mentor. I have never physically met this man, but I study this man. I study his philosophies. I study the way he thinks. I read his books. And the reason being is because I want to learn the way he thinks. Again, open book exam. How do you pass the test if you're not listening to the people that matter? Another guy I listen to very prominent is Gary Vee, right? This is why I follow these people. See, your social media, and I, and, I, and I challenge everybody on this thing today, do me a damn favor, right? I challenge everybody on this live today, do me a favor. Go unfollow everybody who's not trying to do anything. Unfollow them. Simple, go hit that button. Unfollow the people that's distracting you from the things you need to care about. Let's create a new follow list. And all the people that's in your follow column is people that every time you go on live is pushing you to do something. Constantly reminding you it's time for you to study. Right? You know you're addicted to social media. You know you utilize it a lot. But look at you, you're on the Explore page. When you should be following people that's constantly putting up things that remind you of what you should be doing. That's the open book exam. It's an open book exam, guys. But we're going to fail the test. Why would we fail the test? Because we do not study. Study the people that are successful. Learn from the ones that came before us, right? A lot of the people that's, see, the, the, the dancers may have changed, but at the end of the day, when you look at them, they ain't too far apart, right? You go there. I look, I own a nightclub, and I still go to the parties. It's the same kind of parties. Right? Don't get me wrong, the dance is a little different, but at the end of the day, party's a party. Right? What are people there to do? Same thing it was when I was a kid. You always got your knuckleheads. Every party I went to when I was growing up had knuckleheads. Had people that was there to do something negative. That ain't change. Right? But it's a reminder that you keep reminding yourself that it's time to start making some drastic changes. Today's the day I suggest that someone commit themselves to becoming greater. Today's the day I suggest that someone ask the teacher, let's raise our hand if you're willing to ask the teacher for extra help. Right? And this is how you ask for special help. Start reading more. Right? That's extra help. In life, as a student in life, we got to learn that we got to start asking for extra help. A lot of us don't want to ask for extra help. We scared that everyone that's in the class that don't want what you want. Look, you, you're the person in the class that want the 100, and you're in the back of the class worried about the person that's getting 55s. You just copied off the test of the person that's got a 55 in the class. But does that make sense? You want the 100. In order to get that 100, you got to stop trying to please the person that's comfortable getting 55s. That's what we do. Worst student in the class, most popular in the class. The person you are cares about how they perceive you. I'm going to tell y'all on record, I don't give a damn about what somebody that ain't got nothing going on think about me. Because there's nothing they can do for me that can help me. Nothing. Why do I worry about that? A lot of us need to go back to our classroom setting and realize where we went wrong. A lot of us were scared to do this. Teacher, I don't understand. I need to learn more. I'm going to open up a book on credit. I'm going to open up a book 
on, on life. I'm open up a book on, on, on pursuing businesses. I'm open up a book on the things that I want. We scared of it. There was a saying when I was a kid, if you want to hide something from someone, put it in a book. Right? Look at this saying. When I was growing up, they said, if you want to hide something from someone, put it in a book. I think the books have some of the greatest knowledge, but we don't even want to open up the books. And why is that? We get intimidated by the thickness of the book. It looks like it's too much work. How are you going to be successful if you're worried about the work? How? How? You have to be willing to open up your mind and learn again. I just took a test the other day. I took a class and took a test, right? And I haven't been in school for a long time. But I said, it's time to go get this extra uh, license that I need. So I went and got my extra license because I know I could utilize the license. It's not that I'm greater than anybody, but I'm not going to do what losers are doing expecting to win. That is a sick mentality. Let's start raising our hands in life. Let me see who on this live right now. Let me see who going to raise their hand and say, I got more work to do. I got more work to do. I'm saying it to myself. I have more work to do. My life is not stopping at 12th grade. My life ain't stopping at no BA. My life ain't stopping at no master's. My life ain't stopping at no doctorate because at the end of the day, it doesn't take a school to glorify my degree of my knowledge level. Right? You determine your knowledge level because here's the problem. You'll sit back and say, oh, he has a PhD. That don't mean he's smart. I mean, that person could be good at psychology but have no common sense. Zero common sense. Some of the most educated, book smart people I've ever met in my life are the most foolish people when it comes to common sense. I, I promise you for what I've seen in my life because a book Smart person don't necessarily have common sense. That means you had the knowledge to retain information and regurgitate information and test on it. That's all that means. Some of the greatest students do not end up being the most financially stable. Why is that? Because that means they were good at retaining information and sitting down in a classroom and testing. That's all it means. Some people are more hands-on. They don't learn in a classroom setting. Right? They have to be hands-on. Some people are great at being hands-on. It's the truth. And we give the glory is, oh my God, because he has a doctor in psychology. That don't mean he don't know nothing about mathematics. That don't mean he don't understand life. That don't mean he understand how to run a business. The funny thing I've learned about life right now in colleges, chances are you have a college professor who's sitting you down every day telling you how to run a business, and chances are they work for someone else's business. So you're being taught how to run a business or own a business by someone who don't even have a business itself. Where does that make sense? The person that owns a business is the person you can learn how to run a business from. I've owned five, six, six successful businesses. All, five, all six of them are profitable. I'm not boasting, I'm not bragging, but it's the truth. Because I learned from one and I use the same knowledge to work on the second one. Then I learned my knowledge to work on this third one and learn how to delegate and learn how to build a team. That's another thing we don't talk about. A team. I told somebody, they said to me the other day, would you ever get married again? I said, yes. They said, what would be the number one thing you care about getting married about? What was the number one quality you're looking for? I said, someone who understands that I need a partner. I'm challenged in life enough I don't want to be challenged by my mate in the wrong ways. If they're going to challenge me, challenge me to be my better self. Don't challenge my masculinity because of the fact that you make economics.
Society has told women, I hate to say this, ladies, don't get mad. I need this. Society has told women, your earning makes you an alpha. Society have told men, your earning makes you an alpha. That's not true, right? Here's the problem with this term. And this is why it's used vaguely and usely, and, and a lot of people don't even understand what's going on. Just because you can provide and take care of yourself, ladies and gentlemen, that means you have walked into something called adulthood. A person that can take care of themselves means they're an adult. I don't know who sought this foolish narrative. Because I make money, that makes me an alpha. No, that's not true. Alpha means you're a great leader. Can you lead? I met great women that are great leaders. I met great men that are great leaders. It doesn't mean it's a sexual uh, preference based on leading ability. It depends on the person's character. There are some men that I know that are horrible leaders. There are some women I know that are horrible leaders. There are some men that I know that are great leaders. There are some women I know that are great leaders. It's just the truth. We put it all in a box and make everything the standard of what we want. Benefit us. Guys, before I get out of here, let's say this. Let's start learning how to be students in life again. Let's go back to that first grade class or kindergarten, whoever started in kindergarten, or some of us even started in pre-K. Let's take today as our pre-K again, our, our first grade or our kindergarten today, right? Let's go back to the first day of class when we were vibrant and we were so excited about learning, right? And we wanted to, to cut in between the lines and we wanted to learn our ABCs and we wanted to learn our one, two, threes and we wanted to learn all this knowledge. Let's go back to those days. And let's, let's reprogram our mind to understand that life didn't go get hard on us. It's the fact that we just stopped learning. We got to acknowledge that. We stopped learning. We stopped challenging ourselves. We stopped being in the classroom settings in life. We stopped listening to our professors called Mr. and Mrs. Experience. That's a dilemma. Life didn't get hard for us. We didn't get prepared for life. We came to take a test with no pen, no paper, and damn sure no pencil, and wonder why we failed. We're going to continue to fail in life until we become students again and learn that we got to start opening up the books. We got to start studying. Because it's not only what you do in that classroom when people are around. When you pass the test, it's when you go home and you study on your own. Those are the most vital key moments for you to become successful. You can't sit there every day crying about what someone else in the classroom is doing. You're getting distracted because you know for a fact that you are easily to be distracted. So you got to be conscious of what you're allowing to go into your ears and what you're listening to. Because a lot of the times the information that your mind takes in, your mouth spits back out. So if you're constantly talking about the things that don't matter, you're going to constantly talk about the things that don't matter. So let's learn how to be students again in life. Start raising our hand again. Hi, be proud again. Because I remember those middle school, elementary school days when I was so proud to raise my hand. When I got to my middle school, I got uncomfortable. And the sad part is I got uncomfortable to show how intelligent I was. And that's what a lot of us has done. We got uncomfortable. But I'm going to tell you something that's amazing about life. If you're smart and you go around smart people and you talk about knowledge, the people that are around you want to hear more. If you're smart and you keep yourself around people who aren't intelligent, they get uncomfortable to your intelligence. So that means you have to choose which rooms you're in and know who you are. Because a prophet 
It's never valued in their own village. Sometimes you got to remove yourself from another to another village for you to get it appreciated the way you should. Till next time, guys, we're going to give you this love. Don't let that go over your head. Wait. For those who want more of my content, tap in. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music, and we're on every major streaming platforms. The podcast is called Don't Let That Go Over Your Head. Don't let that go over your head. Again, it's the podcast. We're on every major streaming server. Check us out. More content, more definitely. We, we got about 40-something episodes. You can check us out, see how you feel about it. Follow me on Instagram at QDaBoss516, Q-D-A-B-O-S-S 516. Till next time, guys, I love you. Don't let that go over your head.